Welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? <laughs> the podcasting equivalent of uh, cycling through dog poo. Ooh. Uh, we, wet? We, we, yeah, so well, stuff, that's, stuff that splashes or stuff oh, that sticks? When you said wet, I, a small shudder just went through my spine of it. Like, <laughs> because well, we, I was cycling in and I, so, I didn't do it, but I so nearly did. And I spent the next um, minute or so in my head coming to the conclusion that cycling through dog poo is worse than stepping in dog poo. Oh, I think especially because I still had about 15, 20 minutes of my cycle left. And to your point on wet or dry, if it had been wet, like a wheel isn't going to keep that thing together, is it? No, you know, how, you no. know what a mud guard is for? Like no, that, yeah, isn't yeah. that absolutely rad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to have happened, though, so much. It's yeah. got to have happened. Plus, also, I think regardless of what the conditions are when you go through it, that's sticking to your wheels. And it that is. Smell's gonna, that smell's going to follow you all the way <laughs> it's home. Just gonna, and they've got to take the bike into the office. And, oh, God, brutal. That's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, well, that's what That's what we are, the podcasting equivalent of. And Alex, um, there was a bit of a hilarity this morning, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah, just a wee, just a wee bit. It's just nothing working. Get, just trying to get everything sorted, all of our connections and our links and stuff. I had to update Zoom so I oh. can see your wee face. Of course, when I joined Zoom, the fir- the one time I decided to do the show topless, there's Ilhem him who I'm sitting ch- yeah. chatting to. So that was <laughs> funny. Purely coincidentally. Going, just hiding my nipples off screen. But that's good. Like, uh, don't mind me, that's my chest. Yeah, is it? Mm. Mm. Oh, have you got a nice wee coffee there? A wee coffee, yeah. Sorry, just have a wee I've sip. got a nice wee coffee here. Oh, well. wait, what is that mug? Is that North Berwick mug? Yeah, it's an North Berwick mug. Can I tell it's you? Really a, nice. Well, can I tell you a really sad? I'm sure I've told you this before. I had a North Berwick mug in my old place that I used to work in Bristol, and somebody stole it. Oh, you have told me that, and that's just infuriating. Is it me that again. mad? Somebody oh, stole what a scumbag. it. It doesn't mean anything to you. It yeah, doesn't mean anything to you who stole it. It's from North Berwick. It means something to me. It's a Callum thing. Callum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. It's rude. I hated uh-huh. it. Um. But I got the last lap. I didn't know which one did it, so I decided to spread my bets and decided to defecate in all of their 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 desk drawers when I left. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, chances are you got you you got the perfect. It's a big old place. It was a big old place. I was you know I was on a modium for weeks. Then the opposite <laughs> yeah. of a modium. <laughs> yeah, like, Callum, Callum, why have you got a box of bran flakes uh, by your desk? Never you mind. <laughs> What's bran flakes? Well, bran, bran helps you shit. 
No, it doesn't, does it? Yeah, it does. That's brilliant. That yeah. is a great thing. Oh, man, that's fun. That's oh, there was fun. me making a smart joke and you didn't get it. No, well, you know, but, oh. but again, we, you know, we, we all come back to everything, everything in, as, in, the, in the words of Tuck, Turk and JD, sorry, Tuck and JD, Turk and JD, Alex, yeah. everything comes down to poo. <laughs> <laughs> <On this. laughs> podcast uh the my, my favorite bit in that song by okay, the way yeah which by the way that's one of the greatest episodes of tv ever made if what? you've not if you've not seen it it's well, so good i mean musical but, episodes of tv i mean there's a special episode in there isn't there no one's requested oh, that but i feel like we could no, nobody just has. do that but my fa- my favorite bit is remember lloyd the delivery driver yes there's this one bit where he comes up to them and he goes, I've got poo in my eye. Um, and then they're like, check the poo. <laughs> and and he's like, mine or his? <laughs> and he's like, first oh. his, then yours. <laughs> I think the reason why I like that that um, episode of, of Scrubs is, is, is because the, the songs are really good like it's oh, not are. just it's not just a really crappy sort of you know they'll they'll, they'll throw in who did it it wasn't uh, it, it, yeah yeah it was written by um it was a bunch it was a bunch of songwriters but it was, was it sort of mine as well no it was um the the guys that wrote avenue q you know right the, yeah yeah that makes, one. that makes a lot of sense yeah 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 but each but each song is sort of a pastiche of uh famous song from a certain musical so there's one that's clearly rent there's one that's clearly which Les one's Miserables. which one's clearly rent rent is the one where they're all singing you're gonna be okay it sounds quite 90s pop if you know rent then you know it when you hear it I, I was gonna say i think that's my favorite song is you're going to be okay that's what's going to happen every yes it's that song I, I think that's, yeah, that's a one that, i think it's a lovely song yeah and guy love is got to be one as well. Like that's got to be a. That, that is yeah. That's almost like an yeah. old fashioned style. Um, I had it. I had it for a while on shuffle songs. I did the classic of playing my shuffles of all of my downloaded songs on. Oh, yeah, I had yeah, some yeah. friends over once, and uh, that one time. And that one time. And uh, of course, the song "I'm Dominican" came on, oh, yeah. <laughs> to which I couldn't get across the room quick enough, and I thought, I'm "Just gonna leave this, let see leave what it. happens. Just leave it, see yeah. what happens." Yeah, exactly. I've mm. got, I've got a um, in a bit of moving forward. I did want to talk about because I know every so often we talk about new, new artists or, or or old artists releasing new albums, but I do want to talk a little bit about um, two, two, uh, two, two artists that you and I know that have released new albums as well. So you just reminded Ooh. me when it comes to this, because we were listening to one of them the other night and we were blown away, Alexander. Ooh, I'm I sure I've told know you what this one. might be. Yeah, I've told you this one, haven't I? I have told you this one. No, I don't. Uh, if it's what I'm thinking of, you've not told me. But okay. It might, but it, so it might be something different. Do we tease Who it now or do we... We'll do we find out. It? We'll find out. Like, Stay tuned to find stay out more. Stay we tuned, should, listeners. We should, we should do that more. We should do... Um, Th- you know, because because so that people listen to the end more, Alex, on this show. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? We should do like ah, uh, if you get to the end, we'll tell yep. you a secret about you that we know, yep. listener. Because we've you've got to you've got to get through our like hour of shite you've first got to and listen know to it all. and and know the the fast forward button is disabled. It's on disa- your per- on It's your, disabled. On your, on your, Look down on your device. Look down. We did it's that. Not working. We did that. That was us. <laughs> Listeners, stay tuned, and we'll tell you the location of where we've kidnapped your parents. Yes. We've, don't we've, we've, kid, we've don't look in the time codes because then you'll see that they've been hidden in Sandy Cove. 
but they're we've hidden them. Oh God, I've fallen to it. Oh, I've no. fallen into it, Alex. What a shame. Um, don't 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 do it, listeners. We we should we should do more like you know, but like low threat stuff, like threatening listeners. Like if you don't listen to the <laughs> show, we'll we'll hide all your things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're because they're listening because we're te- we're connected to the internet because we're li- we're we we're talking to them through the internet. They're listening, which means to we're us. everywhere. We're everywhere. We're in your banking yeah, yeah. apps, and we've we know se- we've seen the wee photos of your willy. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> wh- whatever it, whatever it is you're thinking, we we know we know we, we already know already, we already know you, we already we are the cookies what you enable. Alex is eating yeah, them yeah. right now. Absolutely. Goodness. You know, that, that's the thing. You actually, I'm just at the door closed on me. The door, the, the door was open to the, the second bedroom where I record. And the fact that it's just been closed on me is a demonstration clearly of how ridiculous we're talking. I, I know, I, it's ridiculous. I like the idea that Maddie's just um, <laughs> sat outside. Going, oh, I think like, kind of like the, the live show audience of one. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, she's, and she stood out there with the best intentions at the start. And it's like, no, nah, it's a shite. No, I'm shutting the door. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> she does. It's quite sweet. When I'm away for work or whatever, she, lo- she listens back and she's like oh she skips over your bits but but um oh that's it i I was guessing something else about sort of threat or kidnapping um yeah no just that just that sort of stuff we should just Uh, we should just do that more do you know what i mean just like cause a little bit more it's underrated yeah Yeah. and it worked and it really works as well think of all the great dictators throughout life it's been really efficient what I'm, they've managed I'm, to pull I'm, off. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we've had this idea before, a la Monty Python blackmail. Blackmail. We did have yeah, this before. Yeah, I think we did have this idea. Why didn't we activate on that? I think we got bored lazy instantly as soon as we finished, and we didn't do we didn't right. do either. So we just kind of yeah. went bored of that idea, too lazy to to enact. We, we'll do it again. We'll yeah. have this yeah, idea. Yeah. We'll have this same conversation in the next month or so. Yeah. Um, and and th- and then that's it, and that's that's yeah, typically yeah. how this sort of thing rolls down. But oh man, just just in in daily life, just because no one's got enough to to you know with a, with an upcoming recession, Alex, the cost of living's going up. Yeah, it's very expensive to live, Alex. You thought it, it was expensive to live before, but it's going up now. It's more expensive to live. My goodness, and My goodness. and and interest rates are higher than yeah. ever so you see you should see how much pasta costs these days it's ridiculous well that's it and i was reading on an article recently about things uh businesses are going to start having to pay more alex uh, potentially the cinema tickets are goodness i just burped halfway through that but i think it was more of a recall of what i'm about to say mm-hmm. which is cinema tickets are going to have to start going up again oh dear because of, oh, of interest do you feel now we we you made the decision when we were looking to book the tickets to go and see the cinema film that we're talking about today not yes, I did. not to go to one particular filming because it was too spenny but in fact I put it back to you I think going to the cinema is just too spenny nowadays the fact that one cinema ticket is the same price as a month's worth of Netflix is quite bad isn't it do you know what I mean when you put it in that oh, way? Yeah, if you frame it like that, it's very, very hard to disagree yeah. with that. I don't know. I don't but know. So, I but, just... but here's even worse, Alex. It's the same as a pint. Isn't it weird that we're like, we'll go for a pint, but then we're like, oh, I don't think I'll go to the cinema because I can justify it against a what? month's worth of entertainment. Well, it's I think weird. I think if you're being tough on yourself, it's pretty hard to justify buying a pint at the same price as a month of Netflix as well. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so... I think I'm done with that. And I've what, said this pints? before. Yeah, I'm like, it is a bit of a sham, isn't it? It's just a bit of a sham. But Maddie and I were going to go for a drink. This is so bad. We So Maddie and I have a bit of a joke as well when we go out for, for dinner, for like a night out. 
we like we have well intentioned to go out and make a night of it but typically it just turns into because it takes an hour or so to get across london we go out we go to the restaurant we just come straight home again and read our books and i'm like like, no we're gonna stay out we're gonna go for a drink and then we finished our meal it took fucking ages service and then we we were like we're gonna go for a walk it was half nine we get a drink no everywhere we go to it's like 10 pounds a drink why the fuck would we do that we just yeah. went for an epic little walk back down the the Thames, which that's really nice. Nice. that's a nice walk. Very that's a nice, nice walk yeah, on the right. South Bank, actually. I like that. Yeah, it was very, it was very good. But I mean, I couldn't justify spending ten, ten fucking quid. Anyway, do you know how much? A, do you know how much a, a pint is in uh, Prague? I think I might have said this last week. No, is it something like three pounds or something like that? I can't remember exactly what it is in sterling, but it is cheaper than Coke. Oh God, yeah. Well, Coke's the about co- seven the, the, pounds the, a pint. The, 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 the cola, not the, not, not the Class A drug. Mm, mm. Is, it, is it a B or Class B or Class A drug, Coke? I feel like it's B. I think it's A. Is it? You feel like I a bit, so. bit of Coke. Bit, it's, you know, a bit of t- it's a 2-1. None of this heroin. Right. No, that is heroin no, is straight the heroin. Bit of horse. Oh, yeah. Bit of horse in your <laughs> system. Um, that's good. We should, um, we should do that more on the other podcast we do. Go rate, to Prague. Rating drugs. No, rating there. drugs and then saying oh, what I we see. think is. I see, I see. Um, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. See, there you go. Class C. We could call it IC. There you go. Well, this is why, this is why I've, I've avoided. Alex, Cass, and Alex, of... Alex and Callum's A, B's and C's of drugs. Yeah. Well, this is why I've sort of, uh, avoided trying to do Breaking Bad on the podcast, even though it's like an amazing, an amazing piece of storytelling art. It's because, yeah. you know, I just don't want to try math. No, it's not. It's great, and it's I know great. that I'd have to. But, if we well, did it on the pod, well, we would, we would. You'd, you would have to do a like. This is the famous, and we'd bring out the drug. Be like, this is drug is known for being in this movie, this movie, and this movie. Now Absolutely. we're going to take the drug on. There's got to be a podcast that does that, or some sort of com- like that's a niche, isn't it? A comedy podcast that does that, or even a or even a health podcast that does that. Do you know? Do you know pretty what I mean? Pretty sure. They pretty sure drugs. that's illegal. But but is it? But is it, Alex? Because there's no proof that we did take the drug. There's absolutely no proof that we took the drug. It, but isn't an audio recording of you going? This is me taking the drug, Alex. This, this is, is Alex, me, Alex. This is me. Fe- I'm feeling the effects of the drug. Alex, isn't that? This isn't is that me. Admission right, of guilt, Alex. This is me right now committing online fraud, Alex. This is me right now. There you go. You've got me on tape, so I have to have done it. Right. Well, <laughs> this if, is if me some, right now. If some fraud, no. This, if some no, fraud no, happens, no, no. if if some fraud happens, <laughs> then yeah, yeah. But it wasn't me because I didn't do that fraud. What you're reading about, I did a different fraud. There I go. Oh, Plausible right, deniability, okay. Alex. This is right. this is. We're, I mean, we're spinning our wheels here. <laughs> Jesus God. That's me. What done the fraud? <laughs> what if some fraud got done now? And then it got claimed that I did the fraud. <laughs> what if some fraud got done? Oh, what about fraud? Oh, that's good. Well done, Alex. Well, oh, um, we, we, we had, like, we think we started about 14 conversations that didn't finish. We did. Let's finish we usually this, do. No, but let's finish the cinema one because the cinema one's good. What yeah. was it about? Just everything. It was, it, was about the, it was about the cost of cinema. It was about the, co- it was about the cost of cinema. But... Uh, honestly though yeah. i i'm very i'm happy paying eight quid to go to the cinema like i genuinely am yeah. i just I, I don't i don't really think anything off that to be honest oh well there we go that's the end of that i one. think and, and i think <laughs> no no I, it kind of is because at the end of the day i think the whole netflix thing is i think netflix is ridiculously cheap and not oh it's cin- mental and not that cinema is ridiculously expensive and look how much it costs um versus netflix yeah 
I think that's I think that's the problem is Netflix okay. is too cheap. But at the same time, please don't raise your uh, prices, Netflix, because I don't want to pay. Well, that. they're not going to. I mean, they said they were going to raise their prices, but they were more threatening. We're going to crack down on everyone who's sharing accounts. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, okay, how? Sure, you, Do you know what sure I mean. You are. Sure like, you are. <laughs> my dad could batter your dad. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right, mate. Like you. Imagine that. Imagine that. Two eight-year-old dads having to meet. Well, we're... hi there. Nice to meet you. I'm I'm Stuart. Hi there. I'm Jeff. Well, apparently we've got to fight because our... because your son stole my son's lunch. Play my... piece. As my play piece. We've got to batter each other. Apparently. <laughs> apparently I could. I could. Apparently I could. Ass. Apparently I could uh, pull five shades of shit out of my ass against you. <laughs> that's fun oh god two dads fighting right dads are we a two dads fighting podcast sure we are yeah of course we are not we we are a music of movies podcast and each week we are going to talk to you about some of the most expensive cinema trips we've been to in the last (laughs) week um so 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 this is uh we're talking about bullet train this week as you might have seen from the title and uh this is a film that i uh, it's tricky right because i guess the opening statement to this film largely is this is the sort of movie that and i don't know why this is i think it's because uh, well let me finish the sentence and then i'll explain why this is the sort of film that i would typically <laughs> not go to cinema to i would typically wait till it came out in streaming but i right. think it's because i'm so conditioned nowadays to only spend my money on things that are either interconnected or or interminably deep and have a huge amount of nuance and and story and references and or it's based on a book or something and it's high class quality like i'm oh, so, so you're basically seeing high art or superheroes or superheroes <laughs> yeah that's it that but think about it like typically almost typically a lot of the movies we see in the cinema now when was the last time i was thinking this when was the last time we went like you know we went to see a movie of this caliber and that is a, a fun action romp that has no interconnection to anything else and is just fun for fun's sake i was about uh, to fall in, i was about to fall into a trap and say top gun maverick but that's a sequel so that yeah doesn't count. exactly i, th- I uh, may, maybe what was the what was the free guy maybe free guy yeah free guy but then that was a bit Man, and it was, and also it, it didn't hero-y. feel it, it. didn't feel like not a franchise movie either. Yeah, yeah, that's very. Mainly, that's I very think good it, because it was again rammed full of pop culture references yeah. and things like that. And that yeah, kind of, I, I yeah. think, I think the last sort of really good standalone movie I went to see. I mean, I saw where the crawdads sing, which because from Maddie wants to see it for her birthday, which I thought was really good actually. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. But again, that's a deep one, Alex. That's a deep yeah. one that means something. So we, so yeah. we can't do. It's got something to say. It's got. It has have something to say. I thought um, again. The other one was uh, the last night in Soho was quite a nice one, but again yeah, that had something that to great. say. Though it was saying things, it was like, look at all this. You were there the other night, weren't you? That Bloomsbury Soho area. Yeah, well, yeah. Was, was it? Was it? Yeah. Was it? Was last it, night. Was it a little bit? Sp- was it last night? Were you having it a last? last you were night. having a last night in Soho, weren't you? I was having a last night in Soho. So, Full so this. Dinner. Well, this movie takes place not in Soho. This movie takes place in Tokyo, which I adored i i loved the fact that this was uh in in a totally different you know setting to a lot of the sort of typical action movies that are in and i and i think what it did was it by by basing itself in that environment i thought it just told such an interesting unique story i just thought it was absolutely wonderful yeah Um, no i i i really loved it would we say tokyo or would we say japan because it's going through japan 
it is going through Japan because it finishes it finishes in Kyoto. I don't really yeah. know my um I don't really know my um Japan Japanese geography Japanese, Japanese geography as well. Although I mean it's the country I'd want to go to most. Um, but but yeah. I, I guess just just to up top. So the story is well. I mean the story was the story was brilliant because it was well contained into yeah. this really interesting little story. But I, I just thought it was so novel. At the same time, very much on rails, if that makes sense. Alex, oh. rails, which is what a little nut I have there. Um, but, but I mean, I guess the reason why the story was very, very good, very multicultural story as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Like you had people from all over the world in that train, which I thought was a lot of fun. It um, was a lot. It was a lot. But of fun. Bullet Train is based on the Japanese novel Maria Beetle by um, you're gonna yeah by that name. <laughs> no, that, Ko- go on, Kotaro uh, Isaka. That's, Ooh, very that good. sounded good. Well done. Yeah, yeah. that did sound good. I'd buy that. Which was the first which was first published in 2010. The visibility from the film production led to Harville Secker's acquisition of the novel's English publishing rights, bringing Isaka's work to English for the first time. So oh. so so this was based on a and and it does have a very it's a very much a spies on a train sort of vibe, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's it's like a neon drug fueled version of Spies on a Train, which I, I don't think is a bad thing at all. I think I think no. that is I think that is the you know when we finished this movie and almost every single review of this movie said it's fun it's fun it's fun the reason why it's fun is because they've taken a classic um you know a, a classic uh, setting um strangers in a train spies in a train whatever you want to call it and they yeah. have just and they have just injected it with neon music characters from all over the world personality um and 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 relatability in some cases yeah every every character is a like over the top caricature over the top caricature yeah which is really really funny i really really liked it do you want to go through because i feel like breaking tradition i'd quite like to go through all the characters because also this is um this is a star-studded cast and i think there's going to be a lot of spoilers for cameos because there's there's at least three cameos that i can think of yep potentially more with yeah, three, thinking, three, three, three quick on a cameos. Is good. Three quick cameos. Three quick yeah. cameos. Because there was one. I, I guess there's one that I knew was going to be in it, but I think her role was reduced to quite a bit of a cameo role. Um, yeah. There's, there's a few. There's a few more. So, so I wanted. I mean, so let's go. Let's go through the characters and the and the cast, and I guess their intentions of what they are. Oh I mean, well. So, point of the story is, um, you, you've got Brad Pitt, who is who is Ladybug, um, who yep. is a CIA agent who's been away for for some time. I think he's he keeps thinking he's bad luck, and I love the theme of luck throughout this movie. Like, is luck he CIA? Was just, I think he was. I mean, I think that's what they were trying to get at. I mean, he's definitely some sort of US Amer- American agency. Maybe he was in a, a maybe he was an agent uh, see, for I, hire. I was, or... I, well, yeah, I was kind of I was getting kind of Archer vibes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know I mean, pri- like a private, private, private agency Fine. type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that definitely that definitely checks out as well. Do you know? Can, can I tell you an interesting device that I liked throughout this? And it's something that does. Um, I remember if you ever played the games, some of the best games ever do this. Like Resident Evil Four, all the Resident Evil games do this, where you're an agent and you've got a connection in your earpiece to like the central headquarters, 
and they're talking to you and i think what it does it's such a clever device to give the character personality like if brad pitt wasn't talking to one of the cameos which is sandra bullock that if he wasn't talking to her you would have no idea who this dude is but you don't you don't ever need to see her or meet her he has a relationship with her and i actually didn't like it that you met her at the end i would have liked it if you never saw her face and he just had this relationship with his voice in his head and like and i've seen this done really well before I can't remember what movie it was where they did this, but then at the end of the movie, the the, the joke was, and I and I, I honestly, if this happened, I would have said I fucking knew this would have happened. But I thought the twist at the end was going to be he doesn't have an earpiece in his ear; he's just talking to himself or he's his imaginary friend, and he's right. actually nuts. He's actually like batshit crazy. Like I thought <laughs> that would have been the twist. Like he's like none of this makes sense, and he's. Uh, do you but know what he, I mean? But but throughout the movie, he needed to get phones in order to call his handler again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But again, maybe that's a part of his psychosis and he's like ah, mental and he's lost the plot or he's hiding drugs. Or, like, I thought that would have been a really fun, interesting twist. Right down the rabbit hole there. Yeah, I thought that would have been quite good. So so, so you, you've got you've got Brad Pitt as, as Ladybug, um, who was just brilliant, wasn't he? How does he look yep. younger in this than he does as, as Aldo Rain? How does he do that? He looks... And that's there's about eight years, ten years between these two movies. Yeah, you're right, actually. How does he I think, look younger? I don't know. I think maybe they kind of rugged him up, rugged him up a little bit for glorious bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they must have done. He was bloody good in that role, wasn't he? He was so good. He was. I need to watch good. that movie. I need to watch God. that movie. Well, I think we might have to probably pretty soon for the pod because the music probably. in that movie is fire. Um, oh yeah. And we had so the next in the cast with Joey King. Um, what do you think of Joey King's character? Oh, which one was Joey King? Joey jo King was Prince. Prince, the, the young girl. Oh, yeah, the young girl. She was Well, oh, there you go. That was yeah, I know. forgettable. I know. No, you didn't. You no, did, I, yeah, I, I, I was really sitting here. I mean, I don't, ha- I don't have them in front of me. Maybe I would, be, I would benefit from having them all in front of me. But, um, yeah, I, I find myself struggling to remember all their names. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Or specifically, specifically her name. Well, I was gonna say I feel there's a few that you probably remember specifically for the next. Oh yeah, no lemon, lemon tangerine. Lemon tangerine. We'll get to yeah, the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm talking the hornet. No, she was. (laughs) No, she she was great. She was very much giving off that kind of um, psychotic schoolgirl vibe. You know, from from Kill Bill. Yeah. There was a Um, lot of Kill Bill in this. I mean, I don't know if it was because of you know it's also based in Japan, but I did think yeah, yakuza stuff. Exactly, the kuzas and you know the why has everyone got a sword? Which is a really great point. He says that at some point why do henchmen all have swords and i was thinking about this and i'm like that'd be fucking badass if you were a henchman in japan and it's like here's your gun but also (laughs) wait to hear what you're also getting standard issues sonny there you go (laughs) here's your blade yeah blade as long as your length that's what they are (laughs) sorry i just wanted to creep it's my favorite um my favorite sort of thing of a willy uh no I, I i i thought she was great i mean i, I i'm not I, I thought the accent was a little bit too like sickly sweet i was a bit turned off by the yeah, kind of where do i know her from so 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 i know her from fargo and if you've watched fargo like i told you repeatedly then you would have seen her in which i have uh, she's in the conjuring she was in the act she was very good in the act 
um, which was a sort of film. I think this was her like big standout role about Munchausen's about um, a, a woman who told her daughter that she was ill and can, can try to. Can, it was like a true story. It's horrendous. Like right. convinced the world that her daughter was ill and like gave her loads of things. What watch it? It's called The Act. Um, it's, sorry, it's not a film. It's an eight, it's a TV series. It was bloody yeah. terrifying though. Actually, I, yeah, I'm looking at our filmography now and like I've not seen any of these oh if you don't know i've seen quite a few things definitely watch the, any of these if, if, if you want to see her um in something in in, in something very good and, and her like i guess probably what was her breakout role it do watch the act um right but if okay. you want to watch fargo because i keep telling you to watch fargo she's in fargo she's very good in that as well right okay so so there you have it so so no i thought she was great i mean she she was classic a classic one of these characters where we got to the end of it a lot of killings etc and we got to the end and she was still alive and you were like oh she's still here <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. like there was a lot of but uh, that's uh that is fair enough uh t- tangerine and lemon oh favorite favorite duo of the movie these these were the best they, these guys were the best part of the movie right absolutely they absolutely were, they so were bloody cool. brilliant and i and i flipped backwards and forwards because every so often i'm like oh aaron taylor johnson's the best but i think at the end i thought brian tyrese henry i think as lemon was was actually funnier i think yeah. the way his facial is like his his they both have so much charisma and charm oh they like, do they really so do much charisma and charm and do you know what i think what i liked about it most was I think I preferred Brian Tyree Henry mainly because he's American, so his accent was on point. Like a brilliant oh, shit, he accent. is, isn't he? Oh such a that was, wonderful accent. Yeah, and, that was flawless. And and so so interestingly as well, you know, this is Aaron Alan Taylor Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's been in a lot of stuff recently. I like I like specifically, I really liked him when he played that kind of like SES dude in Tenet. You know, at the end, oh, that yeah. kind of surprised yeah, me because yeah. he's very, very good at that, actually. Um, but 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 the other point I had was um this is the film that convinced Sony to cast him as Craven the Hunter, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Ah, so, yeah, okay, cool. So that was uh oh, that was awesome. I, I loved his his look and his vibe, that kind that kind of um 70s yeah uh, cockney gangster yeah vibe. yeah yeah they, like, yeah, they wh- both where, where his trousers flared it was a three-piece suit but was it were his trousers actually they flared? must have been i've not, I've not i think they were i think they were it was very 70s I but i just it. i i loved i i loved the the whole interaction when he pretended to have a gun under his table and brad pitt was talking to lemon uh, yeah to lemon and 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 just they were just so captivating on screen and i i loved the um well, two things I loved about them specifically. So, from a musical point, um, I thought it was quite. Cl- I, I, I thought it was quite clever how they used "I'll be blowing bubbles" quite a lot throughout this, which is, of course, like the the West Ham, very famous West Ham song. That's the song that they all sing. Ah, from the f- okay. so, so, so it's a football sort of. It's it's described as kind yeah, of like a, I was. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's like a football hooligan sort of chant that they sing. But there's loads of sort of, I guess, like. Um, more more produced versions of that song, let's just say, throughout this. And they, they yeah. kind of tied into the backstory that the two of them grew up watching West Ham as footballers, uh, you know, as young as young fans of the football. Um, I, I remember that film from Green Street. I think it's Green Street with Elijah Wood in it, where he's... Oh, he I love that movie. Yeah, so that, that, that gets played quite a lot in that movie as well. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very good. I, I, I think... The other thing I guess to say about the kind of the kind of lemon and tangerine stuff specifically was the whole Thomas Thomas the Tank Engine bit. Yeah, what did you think of that? I loved that. I thought that was so because because I loved Thomas and yeah. I loved watching that growing up and uh, especially when there was there was a bit that I that I genuinely laughed out loud at 
which was um, the bit when Aaron Taylor Johnson did the Ringo impersonation. What was he going to say? Hey, Percy, why don't you look at me? What was it he done? He said something in the kind of accent as if he would say, yeah. what would Thomas say? Thomas say, get your fucking ass up here and let's find the fucking briefcase. You know what I mean? That kind of like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and I just yeah, thought yeah. it was so funny. Um, but, yeah. but the idea of how they're, you know, all the different characters are different people and stuff and it's a metaphor for life. And I think that yeah, plays and back... Find, find the Diesel because Diesel's the real bad guy. Find the Diesel, thing. yeah. I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. our Diesel. And, and, I, and I loved it because, again, it goes back to that point we make, like such a diverse cast... Um, for, for and, and and caricatures right and that is what you know thomas is you know as we were saying it's 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 a, it's caricatures of different personalities in, in you know brilliant just really yeah really good storytelling really interesting stuff i i thought it was a lot of fun um some other stuff so andrew koji as kimuro so i think he was the he was the kidnapped passenger and then you had the elder so the the dad of the son who was kidnapped what did you think about those two storylines the sort of i guess the japanese or, origin uh, origin characters well, I mean, they they sort of really only came into play in in the back half of the movie yeah, when yeah. the whole thing starts to co- starts to come together because it does it does come together plot wise very very late in the game. Yeah. For the vast majority of the movie, it's it's hijink it's hijinks on a train, and you know everyone's after the briefcase, yeah. but you're not entirely sure why they're all there, why there are so many players in play. Yeah, and actually yeah. when when that when that is revealed by the excellent Michael Shannon yeah. at the at the end of the at the end of the movie, you do kind of think, oh my God, that was a bit convoluted and, it, and uh, it is, but a I, bit I, mental, isn't it? But it is but, quite sad. I mean well, we can go for spoilers. I mean they were all there just because he wanted to create a diversion, didn't he? Well no, he was all he was all there because in some way they were he viewed each and every one of them responsible responsible for, yeah. for his wife for for his wife's death yeah yeah D- down to and the one that really lost me was he was like uh i'm going to find the person that assassinated the only doctor who could have who could have saved my wife and i was like god that's a that, that's going that's going down a few degrees of yeah, separations yeah, 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 there yeah. mate exactly, like you know yeah. where does it where, where does it stop i mean i i, I bought it because it's very much in tone with the movie of this kind of like this psychopathic uh, character who psychopathic feel, character who's what, just what things it could have been yeah all revenge and fate obsessed and yeah. all that so it, it, it kind of tracks but i was like whoa that's that's a bit that's a bit far but um yeah, but yeah. Right. The, I, end, the end stories were they, they didn't tie up till near the end, did it? A lot. Of it didn't stuff. tie up till near the end, but I did really appreciate the the tie up, and it did feel really satisfying, especially when you know the the father slash grandfathery character, the elder, yeah, the elder yeah, character, the elder, yeah. you know, turned out turned out Haruki to be Sandana. Yeah, turned out to be uh, a, a henchman of the big yakuza boss who yeah michael shannon killed yeah killed earlier so it was kind of his turned into his kind of like revenge story as well and that's kind of like everything got tied up in a very neat little bow Mm, mm. at at just the right point i Mm. i don't think i think if it had gone on any further i would have been like Wow, we're we're spinning wheels here, and I have no idea where we're where we're going. Just, um, just on the tied up at the right point, I did. Uh, what about the ending as well with the with the the the, the truck with the tangerine truck? <laughs> yeah, I love that. That that is excellent, and how they did the kind of the post credit with with how Lemon got into the truck and why he, he stole it and, and why he killed. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I think that's funny. I was thinking about it afterwards, and I'm not. I am. I'm not convinced that it could have got that. He could have got there. No, 
no, I'm not, not convinced. I'm not convinced he could have got because I was train. Yeah, because I was trying to. Because I was trying to. I was trying to remember at what point he fell in, out. Yeah. in that sequence, he fell out of the train, and I think it was long enough ago, and therefore far enough ago that it would take him bloody ages to drive there in a tangerine truck afterwards. Yeah. But, um, well, but I did. But I did really like it. It was sort of. It was very sweet. Do you, do you know? End. Do you know what I liked about that? The fun fact is that that tangerine truck is the same truck that Ladybug nearly gets hit with at the start of the film when he steps in the puddle no way yeah it's the same one you're kidding it's the same one yeah i thought that was uh i thought that was a fun little uh, is that a point is that a point i think i think it's supposed uh... to be yeah i think it's supposed to be um so you mentioned what michael shannon's white death that was brilliant i mean i thought that was very funny you turned to me went is that michael fucking shannon (laughs) well because he was wearing these big aviators which that's yeah it was quite he's he's, he's wearing these he's wearing this um very decadent like kimono kind of yeah thing long long gray hair and then yeah and then the aviators it's very um uh yakuza video game yes well, speaking, of vid- S- speaking of video game i thought sandra bullet looked like an animated character she was very touched <laughs> up in this movie wasn't she she's very well, yeah, pretty and that, she? that she's in also that, like in that one scene that she was in yeah it was like they've not they're not in the same room together are they <laughs> they didn't know they're in the same room together um i really liked uh bad bunnies playing wolf I thought he was good. Like this was his first real like big A list movie that he's been in, and obviously he's yeah. coming up in. I'm trying to think which movie he's been cast in. Is it um because he's obviously the he's a so he's a huge. Well, I mean he was in Fast and Furious, but he he's also um you know like he's he's a he's a he's like a WWE star, a famous musician or or, or music director and stuff. Um, he's also been in a few sort of um, animated things as well. But this was his first, I guess, like mainstream film. But I'm trying to think what what um, what movie that he's up in. Is it is is he in Werewolf by Night? Is he being classed in Werewolf I by Night? I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I think it's I think it's that one there that that he's. Uh, but I thought he was. I thought he was quite good actually. Um, Werewolf by Night. Uh, no, it's not. That's Gil Garcia Bernal. What? What the hell has Bad Bunny been cast in for the MCU? Has he have... been cast? I, I, I'm almost certain he's been cast in something. Upcoming in projects. Bad... El, El Muerto. That's it. That he's in El Muerto. That's it. That's the um. What's El Muerto? The... So El Muerto is the the, spo- the Sony film that's coming out pretty soon. Um, oh, is that which is, is that is that Spider Man? Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Spider Man sort of film. Yeah. Um. Sorry, where was I back there? Oh, so, so I thought Bad Bunny was very, very good. Uh, you know, we had, um, obviously, we had a couple of cameos as well, making appearance. We had Zazie Beats as well, who I adore. But sadly, yeah. um, her role was quite small in this, which I was a bit like, okay, that's fine. Um, we don't see a huge amount of her. Same, the other, my other film crush um, is Karen uh, Fukuhara, who I pointed out to you. I recognized her instantly because she has the most recognizable smile of anyone i've i've ever known like her the way her little face smiles it's so cute because when she plays um the female in the boys she's so adorable in that because she's like learning things for the first time um and also when she smiles but she obviously plays you know so the female in the boys um and then katana in the suicide squad which was which was great as well but but yeah i i thought she was very good she was the kind of the 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 train conductor impeccable japanese but i thought she was korean so that's why i was quite impressed with her accent and stuff um well no she's oh. originally born in california but i thought she was oh no no so she, she was from japan sorry she's japanese yeah. so that makes sense yeah we um, also we also got masi oka 
Yeah, it's so good to yeah. see him again. Hiro, 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 Nakamura. Hiro Nakamura. That Hiro was Nakamura lovely. Yeah. What, what I liked about that role, and I wanted it to be more, I'm trying to think what film it was where like the medi- the menial kind of bureaucratic, and they kind of did this, but it would have been funnier if they lent into it a bit more, the menial kind of bureaucratic role. Like the woman who was shushing people on the train was very funny. The guy who yeah. was collecting tickets. I thought it would have been a funnier through line if like consistently throughout the train, um, the conductor was like trying to catch Ladybug to be like, where is your ticket? You know, consistently oh, throughout yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Oh, that would have like, been fun. You know, just like hell bent on, I'm going to get this guy's fucking ticket or I'm going to charge yeah. him for his ticket. And, um, and, and they like, kind of did chaos. it, but I wish they did it more. And like chaos would be happening around him and he's oblivious to all of it because he's yeah, hell yeah. bent on getting, getting this Brad fucking ticket. ticket. Yeah, I thought that would be, I thought that would have been like a funnier kind of way to have taken it. Um, but no, it's still, it still very, very good. Uh, Cami wise, so we got obviously Channing Tatum in a, in a yeah. sort of fun cameo role. Um, I have yeah. some interesting facts on that. Basically, I think it was around what was the movie that that Channing Tatum in? Uh, is it The Lost City or something like this that Channing Tatum has just been in with? Oh, with Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I read. Was it was it Daniel Radcliffe? It's the second of the film. Uh, this was it here. Second of of films in twenty twenty to feature Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. The first being The Lost City twenty twenty two. Production began on Bullock Train first. So Bullock and Tatum asked Pitt if he would be interested in appearing in The Lost City, as the three of them were all having fun on this shoot. So I think Brad oh, Pitt's in that movie as well. Oh, fantastic! Um, so yes, yeah, so, no, so Ch- the Channing Tatum t- cameo was particularly funny because he always, whenever he's, whenever he makes a cameo in anything, I feel like he's always, it's always less, it's always a sex thing. Yeah, yeah, he's done Do that. You know I mean? he, yeah, and yeah. I think it's because I think it's because of the Magic Mike thing. I think yeah. I think it's just like it's something that they take the piss out of him for, or like it's just part of the Channing Tatum banter. Is yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's not it's about, the not sex as, thing. The most recent sex cameo thing has in in a TV series for me has been um, Seth Rogen in The Boys. <laughs> Did you see that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, was brutal. Funny. Um, that was funny. But my favorite one is. Um, have you seen This Is the End? Yes. Yeah. Who's the gimp? Oh, it's Channing he's, Tatum, he's, isn't it? Channing Channing Tatum is the gimp, and That's he's it. Danny McBride's gimp. That's and he so just takes funny. off the mask, and he's humping his leg, and he's going, "I love him." <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Very, very good. Um, fun fact for you: um, Lady Gaga was supposed to be Sandra Bullock in this movie. That was supposed to be oh, Lady Gaga. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I don't quite know why that changed, but uh, that did change. Um, yeah. And last cameo last was cameo. Uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you love which that. I. L- I love that. I love Ryan. I love Ryan Reynolds, and he doesn't say anything in this movie, which yeah. is just like I don't know if I love it or hate it because I would, I would, I would love him to just inject a bit of because it's not just Ryan Reynolds, you know, the image, the man, like on yeah. on screen. It's you kind of you got to get the personality, you got to get that banter in as well. Yeah. But, but um, there's something a little bit about Ryan Reynolds. I'm kind of getting a little bit saturation point because when he showed up there, I was a bit like, yeah, of course it is. Do you know what I mean? Like so many of these <laughs> movies just get written off. Yeah, fucking Ryan Reynolds is there. Because like he had, he's had a, I guess like in the last 10 years, Ryan Reynolds is, and it feels a little bit out of left wing. Like he's just had a massive injection of Ryan Reynolds' personality and he's everything. A, and he's, he's had a Reynolds-sense. Yeah, but it's a bit like, where does this fucking come from? Like how much of this was actually already here? And how much, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of, I've always felt this with Ryan Reynolds, especially after the whole Deadpool stuff and Deadpool's everywhere now. And I'm, oh, and I'm Deadpool. And look at this. And I'm a, I'm really funny. And I'm going to be satirical about things that you didn't know were being satirical about. And I, and I get the impression that it was like, 
it was a publicist decision to go, no, we need to go beyond the character. Ryan Reynolds is the character. Let's create Ryan Reynolds as the character. And so every time you see yeah. the things, and they kind of tried to do this with Wahlberg, I felt, for a little bit. You know, these like people who I'm like, they're not real people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. don't see Ryan Reynolds and I think like, He's not a re- like. There's a different Ryan Reynolds hiding from the one that gets yeah. put on interviews and things. Yeah, like definitely, definitely. But I don't, I don't, I don't hate that to be honest. I think I, I think I actually really like that, just because that's kind of that's kind of unique. I mean, that's kind of a bit interesting. I like that. that. It, no, it definitely, it definitely is. But I, I guess like, I think, I think it, I, I think doing that is fine. But it's, it's got a saturation point, and I think that if you remove it, the, the, it's almost like. It's almost like there's a guy who plays Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds is an actor who plays other characters in films. You know what I mean, there's like two yeah. stages of separation. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that only a certain amount of time is that going to still remain funny and relevant. I mean, like, let's go back to Freeman, right? That was somebody playing Ryan Reynolds playing a video game character. That's what I felt about yeah, that. Yeah. And the reason why that was was because of the end boss fight when there was two versions of him playing and you weren't going... Oh, that's this character because of there's yeah. like the metaverse in this. Do you know what I mean? Like you had Captain America, you had all these characters. You were you saw him and you went, "Oh, that's Ryan Reynolds." You didn't think, "Oh, that's a version of the character." And yeah, I think yeah. b- by doing that, they kind of created like Ryan Reynolds as a human is in the zeitgeist and is of the equivalence of Captain America. Captain yeah. America and Ryan are two characters. So, so I think that movie largely contributed to a lot of that kind of the ideas in my head that is this dude is is he a is it it's not ryan you know what i mean it's and so i, I don't yeah, mean it's, it's good in, it's novel it, no but it's like, inter- it's interesting but some of the most more recent ryan reynolds things i've i've not actually been distracted by the fact that it's ryan reynolds and he's doing the ryan reynolds thing like you know red notice mm, i've not seen did it you yet. did you watch red notice no no no, no. i really liked it yeah. i really really liked it and i did actually despite the fact that he was doing a big old ryan reynolds song and dance yeah i did actually see the character that he was playing over and above the ryan reynolds-ness of it which was interesting which was it which was interesting because i think that you wouldn't necessarily think that that was the case Mm, mm. well that's yeah that's certainly fair enough but i think it was funny when when he when he turned up in this just because brad pitt was calling him a dick the whole movie yeah 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 i think he was don't get me wrong it wasn't a it was an appropriate role it was pretty good um but great i mean look the, the, the fun cast fun story let's talk about the music yes absolutely primarily the big kind of tent pole features were the japanese versions of mm. some very famous songs uh, starting off with uh, the Bee Gees. yeah but it wasn't it wasn't just um like a japanese there it was it was a japanese and spanish and a bits of english in there because obviously some words don't translate so there was a bit of spanish in there as well so it's right, a, it's, okay. a, it's a sort of I, I was looking this up it's, it's brilliant it was really really funny um you know i thought i thought that was that i thought that was a really excellent kind of as you say, they used it for the um, they used it for a lot of the trailers, but I just thought it was really unique and really novel. Um, but no, I, I I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. I thought the it really like set the scene, the strut down the street, almost you know like oh, welcome. Yeah, yeah. It's fresh into Tokyo. Um, no, I th- I thought I thought it was abs- I thought it was actually excellent, and it's and it's good. Like it's it's a it's a good. It, I like it when a fun movie just you know almost like ident like. 
it, it's part of do you, do you know like you know an artist design mood walls and they're like this is the mood wall for this film you've going to have you know the nighttime neon of tokyo you're going to have a fast sleek bullet train you're going to have crazy weird characters and yeah. then like what do you you know how you go through all your senses what are you seeing what are you feeling what are you this you know how, how does it how does it like how do they all interact with each other um yeah and and, and obviously a huge part of the senses is sound this this song i think characterized the sound sense of the movie they pivoted all a lot of the characters and a lot of the the personalities just around the idea that no these are guys who strut down the street and they do 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 you know what i mean the yeah. kind of funk of it yeah it's not what they sung though because it's not because they're there in japanese, japanese i didn't yeah. learn that version well go on alex i think you did try you you were trying though no, I no, 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 you're being I didn't, shy. No. You are being shy. No, no, no. I've done all I intended to do, and that's it. We had "Power" by Sick Brain, some sort of sort of punk sort of song. When Prince was listening to that on on the earphones, I thought that was quite funny. You know, the idea of Prince sat there, you know, as the as young Joey King listening to some like real screaming punk music. Just a yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice little juxtaposition. It's and like, then, oh, this is a troubled child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we had a classic in- Ingelbert Humperdinck, as we talked about doing "I'll Be Forever Blowing Bubbles." Um, yeah. for for the for the kind of West Ham sort of fanatics, uh, yeah, that 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 were lemon and and, and mandarine, um, yeah, I mean a, a few a few more other sort of little songs. So when you know, um, we had we had a few Japanese songs in there, which I, I won't be begin to be able to try and tell. But but what I did like about this movie was it it wasn't afraid of really leaning into the diversity of characters and identifying a song for each of them yeah. um you know you know so we did have a huge amount of you know latin american and spanish music as well when we were getting some of the backstory for you know the wolf and, and, yeah. and coming into this movie then we had obviously a fair amount of japanese inspired music especially for you know when the father's taken into the bathroom and left there to die it's a carmen Mackie song i can't remember it is it's, you know beautiful soft and quite you know haunting japanese kind of music yeah um, and then juxtapose again you know but by, by i need a hero you know i need a hero oh. being playing at the end the kind of dance move when, when you're dancing around and you've almost got like the american kind of vibe playing into this which which i thought was really interesting yeah i love that this was the final the final like fight sequence yeah uh, but unfortunately it's already been done better as far as final fight sequences and I'll with Shrek hero before with Shrek 2. Can't yeah. be beaten, I'm afraid. It can't, it can't be beaten. That's a very, can't, very good point. Can't be beaten, but it did work very well in this. And it's a song that I'll always love hearing in movies, in those sort of settings, I think. I think that's a thing. So so there was another, there was another song that featured in this movie, which is also a song featured from one of my one of my other all-time favorite movies so in from inside lewin davis uh oh, they, yeah. th- there's a song that gets played at one point there which i think is just wonderful called 500 miles um oh yeah so 500 miles is the if you miss the train i'm on you will surely know i'm going you can hear the whistle blow oh, that's where i knew miles. that song from so, so it's from oh, inside lewin that was davis. annoying me yeah that was yeah, annoying yeah. Me at the time. but of course they play that at the point where, because there's a there's a fake out death sequence where you think that Lemon die, you think that Lemon's poisoned and dies, and then Tangerine, you know, continues on, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then Tangerine dies, and then Lem- Jesus, you've yawned like eighteen times. What's going on? How much sleep have you got? How much sleep have you got? 
the term bored, boring. Anyways, the, um, what what did I just say? What did I just say there? Oh, uh, um, f- uh, death, fake out, tangerine and lemon. Oh, all right, good. So you're paying attention. I right. am paying yeah, attention. Yeah, very good, right. So what I was going to say was, I liked the death, fake out sequence. And then at that moment when Lemon sits with with Tangerine, how did Tangerine actually die again? Was he shot? Oh, he was he was shot in the neck and he oh, bled out he very bled aggressively. Out. Yeah, and then Lemon holds him in his arms and it kind of that's when he puts the Thomas on his head and his forehead. Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet. I was like, you know, my brother's always been the Thomas, the main character of my story. And yeah. I thought that was I I I did I think that was quite nice. And then genuinely they played, really if you, cute. If you miss the train I'm on, you'll know that I'm gone. And I just thought it was a, it was a good song to play at a sensitive moment in the movie for for a touching character. Like it was tongue in cheek enough to still be sensitive. Yeah. So I I thought it was really clever song choice. I love yeah. I loved no, that. I loved it as well. Um, last the last one that I'm gonna last one that I'm gonna say was uh, I just want to celebrate by Rare Earth. I fucking love. I just want to celebrate. Like I just want to do 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 do. Like just the the point when the the mandarin hits the truck and it like it cements the film as just this like funky rock and roll swaggery sort of song. It, it's just yeah. great. I I just really I really liked it. Um, yeah. O- overall, an absolutely cracking like playlist soundtrack. Yeah, it was. Like, it was really, really, good. really cracking. Really well curated. Uh huh. I mean, um, I would, to I would the movie listen, as well. Yeah, I would listen to this. I mean, we had some other things like we had "Sweet Thing" by Shuggy Otis, which I thought is a great piece of music. Um, you know, "Kill Me Pretty" Tamio Akadua. So that's again one of the more Japanese pieces of music. That's when we were introducing to the the kind of the the Yuku, the Yakuza and getting the backstory for um uh, the white death as well so there was some really interesting yeah. interesting piece of music there no I, I i it was fun it was really really good i i thought it was appropriate for the movie i thought this was a great film i mean just a fun a fun movie alex that's yeah what I can absolutely say. Uh, yeah and i really really loved going to the going to the cinema to see a fun action romp yeah. with an a star cast and one that was actually for for not a serious movie it was one that was made very earnestly. Yeah, like you can tell, like you can tell that a lot of care was put into it. It wasn't just like, oh, let's stick together a action romp called Bullet Train. Yeah, like there was there there was a surprising amount of heart in it. Yeah, especially between Tangerine and Lemon, mm, mm. and the and the music was exceptionally well curated. the The choreography was amazing. Um, looked stunning. Yeah. Mm. Big big old thumbs up from me. Just trying to think if there's any other little uh, facts that I have now. Um, Land tangerines fruit cover for right now. I think we're I think we're good to go. Fab. There isn't that many interesting other facts about this movie. I mean, apart from the whole like the, the you know the David Lech stuff, like David Lech and Brad Pitt one worked together. They were in Bullet Train. They were he was also in Fight. You know, oh, apparently um, Lech has worked as Brad Pitt's stunt double. Oh right, Did okay. You know that in in, I in Fight Club, Ocean's Eleven, Troy, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, but also then Brad Pitt made the cameo in in Deadpool too for 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 um, David Lesh for when he was ah. in, you know the Vanisher. So oh okay, cool. So that's so they're that's all quite fun. that's nice. And that's like a bit that. more Ryan, Ryan Reynolds as well. They're all friends. All these things. Everyone's all, friends. Everything's friends. Everything's everyone's friends.
moving forward? Yep, let's move it. So I've got a few things to talk about moving forward, but I, I yep. want to... I guess now I haven't teed you up for this, so I'm more than happy to take a second of a of a of an edit break. But I feel like you're probably up to speed um, on the Batgirl and on the ba- story Batgirl. surrounding in, the Batgirl. In that it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Oh my god, this is I wild. Feel, I I feel like oh, there there's there's so many elements to this. Number number one, I feel for anyone that makes. That, that is like making something yeah and it's like almost finished because it was almost finished well i think like, it well i think yeah, it was not. i mean so, so so you know you, you i mean i i think that the thing that i i kind of just wanted to, to say up top is could you so so edil el arby so i can't pronounce his name and and bilal fala so they were both at edil's wedding on the 3rd of august right and that was the day that he was just like, uh, ready to go in the aisle? Yeah, it's great. All good. Uh, yeah, your £90 million movie has just been uh, absolutely scrapped. Um, oh. now, now, I do. Like, on his wedding day, he was told this. On oh his wedding God. day, his his first feature film, you know, with, with Batgirl, with obviously Leslie Grace. J.K. Simmons was in this movie. We had Brendan Fraser as the Firefly. Michael, who apparently was brilliant. Michael Keaton's, like, re- triumphant return to the Batman character was in this movie was in this movie fucking can and it's just it's all gone uh, and, I mean, and there was also apparently oh. there was another I mean like so this is part of I think there was a Scooby-Doo movie that was supposed to be around 40 million pounds of CGI animation which has also been scrapped but this was 90 million pounds and really there is I mean like there is that we're going to be hearing about this for a long time that's all I'll say we're going to be hearing Man. about this for this is this is going to be a talking point and more information is going to drip free feed out of this but the headline Man, Warner Brothers suck they do they do they do <laughs> but, Jesus. but the head the headlines for this are ultimately with as they're moving into HBO Max this this wasn't apparently lining up with their DC kind of vision now what that means oh my to, to my understanding is that as DC, if they have one well but this is the thing I think that's it you know they looked at they looked at Shazam and they went yeah that's gonna go they looked at Black Adam and like yeah this is the vision then they look at Batgirl and they're like nah it doesn't connect they they, they feel weird as if now is the time for DC yeah. to start going like especially when they've released things like the Batman which yeah was definitely not in line with shazam and black adam and your justice yeah. leagues etc and they look at this i mean i mean a, a lot of people are being quite flippant saying the test audience reactions were nowhere near as good as people thought and that it seemed quite of a cheap movie now i'm not saying that that's wrong but i definitely think that there's more validation in that because for 90 million pounds and those characters and cast like i wonder yeah. what really went into this movie and a couple of the stills didn't look particularly encouraging as like you know quality movie that you would go to see in the cinema like it looked it, like it, a, it looked a sort a, of a tv episode it, it looked a bit cd yeah it did look a bit cw and i think if i was being like gun to my head why did it why did it get cancelled it was because it just didn't look good enough do you know what i mean but i feel like it's a classic example where you're trapped on a desert island you're 10 miles from shore and you swim nine miles get tired turn around and swim back do you know what i mean it's kind of like why don't you just continue but i think the second part to this is and i this is the bit that i don't understand i'm not sure if you do um, so I'll try and explain this, but ultimately, Warner Brothers' legal team 
um, and, and obviously their commercial team have decided that actually the more profitable way in which to, to, to extract revenue from this in some capacity is to have this as a tax write-off. I, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that by have it not... Have a tax write-off? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so apparently that is how they're trying to, you know, so, so by... by um, so, so basically, subsequently, Variety reported, indicated that Warner Brothers had concluded that writing off Batgirl for a tax break would be the most financially sound way of recouping its costs instead of moving the film to a theatrical release with additional investment, selling it to another distributor or releasing it on HBO Max. So Deadline reported that the filmmakers had been told that um, Warner Brothers or WBD specifically wanted to take advantage of purchasing accounting manu of a, of a, as they've described it, an accounting manu. If you tell me it's an accounting maneuver, it sounds shady. Do you know what no, I mean? It, no, <laughs> it, is, it is shady. Related no, to the Warner Brothers is... media dis uh, discovery, related to stra uh, strategy changes that had invoked by mid-August. Yeah, it, it's this is incredible. So not only. Not only are they scrapping a movie that a lot of people have worked really hard on. Really hard. Really, really hard. Really, really hard on. Not only did they do it on the on the guy's wedding day, mm. they're 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 trying to do it so that they can avoid paying more corporation tax. Yeah, yeah. Pay it's, your fucking it's, taxes. Yeah, it's, it's it's mental, isn't it? They, oh. No, they won't pay their Alex. No, why would they? Why would they? Because they earn a lot. It's going to be a lot of money if they have to pay in taxes. They can't afford that. They can't afford to play the game. Oh man! I mean, there, there is there is potential. So shady. There, there, there is some you know hope at the end of this. I mean, I I get the impression that this is yet another. I mean, there could even be a lot of people are potentially thinking that you know if this is as good as people think it is. You know, apparently Brendan Fraser's performance as Firefly, as I said before, is very good. Michael Keaton return. There could be um, a sting in the tail of this story, whereby the fans of DC in this film totally twist on its head and they almost like there's a kind of demand the snyder cut demand oh, yeah, theatrical yeah. release um margot margot robbie's actually spoken out in in in, in uh, expressed interest in a crossover character between um leslie grace's batman a uh, batgirl and 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 her harley quinn characters so i think that there is i i i think this is this story is breaking but nobody knows quite how to handle yeah. it yet. Yeah. Um, and that's incredible. Yeah. And, and again, like this is obviously in line with everything that, that, that DC are doing. You know, they, they, they very much held their cards close to their chest at Comic-Con. I think that there's a, there's still a sort of a DC event coming up before the end of the year in which a lot of stuff's going to get released and announced. Um, you also have the Flash movie, which is still nothing said, nothing done about that. No one's at, you know, I think um, I think Ezra Miller's been locked up in a room somewhere by someone yeah, in, in DC. Just I just told you know you're not coming out, um, or, or maybe maybe he's getting uh, they're getting help. Sorry, um, at some point in the future, so that at least when it comes around to the, the tour etc for that for that movie um ezra's in a bit more of a stable state of mind <laughs> so yeah they can, oh, they can roll them out on uh roll them that's out gonna on, be on that's gonna carpet. be a fascinating release that isn't uh, it i just uh, but this is like this is what just, a state this is this is um crazy so, uh, and if you were dc like i said last last week you've got black adam you know, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson is is your kind of like your linchpin character. They're not announcing Henry Cavill. They're, yeah. they're potentially now you've got two Batman because Ben Affleck's back at this. I mean, what yeah. did what did they, how much money do you think they've paid Ben Affleck to come back? Oh, a truck, so a truck much load. money, truckload. 
Yeah. I, I have a question. I'm not sure we've really discussed this. Where did it, where did it go wrong? This movie? No, no, no. DC. Warner Brothers DC. Where, I think did, it, where I think did it go I wrong? I think it was just rushed. They just tried to rush it. They just tried to rush the production of the movie. They tried to replicate what Marvel had. Um, I mean, I I think it was the fans that actually turned on the series before the film did. You know, they turned on Donna Justice before it could have a chance to really breathe. Um, Batman versus Superman. I, I think yeah. with Batman, I think a lot of things come back to Batman versus Superman. Actually. I think it does, but like you, you honestly, you, you watch that, you watch that movie, and you go, "This is not a bad movie." No, it's perfectly serviceable. It's, it's, it's absolutely not. It's absolutely not a bad movie. It's but a I, little but bit, I, but it's I a think, little bit grim and and bloated in yeah, places. But I th- absolutely granted. But, but I think it's timing. I think I think it's it's like it's a funny joke, right? It, you know, it's like telling a really funny joke. But then telling that joke at a funeral, it's like, come on, wrong, oh, wrong right. t- Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you've got to remember, yeah. like... But if you look at the carnage, if you look at the carnage that they're in now, yeah. the state of their franchise now, and yeah. like everything that's going on, you're like, well, God, are, are you, still, thing, are you, you know, still correcting from that movie back in, like... Well, no, 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 they've continued, they've continued, they've doubled down, they've told another couple of jokes afterwards. The jokes have now started to turn racist and bigotist, so, you know, like, this is, that's the, that's the analogy, and, and they've still not been kicked out of the funeral. That's, no. that's, that's the thing. This is the thing as well. I mean, you know, th- this, this is the first real anchor in the sand for, for Warner Brothers to look at DC and go, we need to really fucking do something here. Um, yeah. And this is them trying. I I think in some way, you uh, the, the the like the, the non I guess like the non, um, you know, greedy, uh, almost capitalist view of this or or opinion you can take from this is is this Warner Brothers just trying in some way to scrape back some integrity and slowly build up trust with the fans again and not release yeah. potentially is the, what they perceive as crap. But I. I can't think for a second that, you know, like you look at the characters, you look at the the creators of this this film and indeed the promise that it has from what we heard. And I just can't think for a second that this is the worst thing that DC have released. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like this is a marked improvement from some of the stuff that they've greenlit in the past. So why turn this one off and keep other things in like that's the that's where i think you know i mean like if you were going to start to course correct feel like this batgirl and these kind of smaller interconnected maybe you know maybe lower budget projects is what people want um oh man it's tricky crazy no it's crazy it's really really crazy um i just wanted to talk about a few other little things and moving forward do you have anything to bring I do actually. Okay, go for it. I've got got one thing that I'm very, very excited about. Oh, go for it. Go for it. And it's Martin McDonough's new movie, The Banshees of Inner Inner. Oh, what is it? Inner Sharon. Oh, I've not seen this one. That's the name it is. So cool title though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and Martin McDonough is the playwright and writer director behind In Bruges, Second Seven Psychopaths and seven billboards outside ebbing missouri and i i think i think sorry seven billboards outside of ebbing missouri at seven billboards three billboards outside of ebbing missouri oh, three, billboards. Said, <laughs> three billboards three billboards Did I, say seven? Of, yeah, I think we both said seven right. i think it's seven psychopaths is what you were trying to it say is seven it is seven psychopaths seven yeah. and and the three psychopaths seven seven billboards different films that would be different in yeah, a different universe very different yeah. um you know i think three billboards is quite possibly one of the best 
one of the best movies released in this decade um or last decade i think it would have been but i think it is one of the best movies i've seen of all time like just uh you finish watching three billboards and you are just so you want you want everyone to experience your you know what i mean it's one of these movies i've i've told everyone to see whether it's my parents whether it's my friends whether it's colleagues yeah. i've told that, that very rarely that you know like to that point on oh that was going to concern about bullet train i would recommend bullet train to a lot of people i would yeah. recommend it as a film but three you know i think that's a really good way to kind of measure a movie i've just looked up so the 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 banshees of in sharon so a lot of Irish cast here, which is great. You know, Mark McDonald. Well, it's, Irish. It's, 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 the re- it's the return of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson as yeah. the, like the kind of central central duo. And it's a really cool, it's a really interesting little uh, premise here. Mm. Um, and it says, conflict rises between two friends when one of them abruptly ends their friendship with alarming consequences for both of them. Interesting. And, and the trailer, have you watched the trailer for this? No, I've not. I've just seen it come up. I'm going to watch it instantly after. We've got Barry Keoghan as well on this. Which Barry Keoghan, yeah. Keoghan, yeah. He's bloody good. Oh, yeah. He's, he's so good. good. But Martin McDonough's language like has a rhyme and a rhythm to it that is just so satisfying. It's like, it's so dry. It's almost, it's almost Tarantino-esque. A lot of yeah, people very have, much. A lot of people have um, compared his writing style to Tarantino, but I... I I really really love um love his writing style and I've seen a I've seen a couple of his plays as well um uh, like the cripple of Inishman and the hangman are uh, plays of his as well he's a regular regular feature on the West End in London mm. um and you're so it, cultured and it's just for, what you're so cultured so bloody cultured you wouldn't believe uh but this is not set in modern day i don't exactly know when it's set it's but it's yeah yeah it's, seen it's that. i think it's like 19th century or something yeah, like that 19th lo- century ireland or something like no, that no 20th century oh is it is it it, lo- it looks 20th century it, lo- it looks kind of um like world war Two sort of time or early early 20th yeah. century maybe yeah yeah because uh, yeah yeah not sure but like the trailer looks really good and i think colin farrell and brendan gleason are a great duo i think oh, they play, brilliant. Off, play off each other really really well and i think barry Kilgan is very interesting in that role as well because he's bloody good isn't he oh yeah he's, yeah he's, he's, he's bloody great. good and oh god colin farrell can do very little wrong can't he yeah yeah he can do very little wrong that'll be um so yeah that's one thing i'm very excited about that is very exciting i'm very excited that you're very excited about it oh, thank um, you very much so the other thing is, oh, hang on, I'm just going to, there's a, I've just got a text come through. Sorry, just everyone just d- d- deal, um, uh, deal with yourself, uh, as it were. Um, uh, mm-hmm. There we go. I'm not going to edit this out. Just going to keep that in there. Uh, Alex, I have yeah. got some things that I want to recommend to you. All right, go on. Sorry, I'm probably there's probably a fair bit of feedback that just came through the mic there. Apologies for, for that and the edit. Um, so one thing that I want to feedback to you was uh, there's a new Netflix film come out which is called Alone, oh. which is really good. Um, I, 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 you know, Maddie and I often sort of we we like our kind of uh, I guess our kind of like dark kind of almost noir kind of or like thriller sort of movies. Um, and we, we we spent a fair bit of time, you know, like watching these th- during lockdown, etc. This is this is a kind of a straight to Netflix style movie. Um, it's really good, actually. Like it, it's it's a 
it, it it's just about a, a woman who you you know you don't know about enough about her, but she for whatever reason I think has fallen out with her mum. She's leaving. I think it's like Portland, Oregon, or somewhere on the west coast to drive away and potentially be with her father and she packs up her house but then en route she she just sort of comes across this guy and this guy starts to stalk her and follow her and then you know ultimately it's the whole film is about her trying to get away from this this one man um who is just this horrible predator and it's it's a terrifying concept but is a brilliant brilliant movie and what i'll say about it is the reason i like this movie was because all of the characters, or especially the lead character, did very, like, they didn't do stupid things. That's the thing that I think a lot of these kind of, like, real-life thriller movies, you know, you watch the movie and you're like, why would you do that? Why would you? How often do you watch a film, Alex, and you say, why would you do that? Do yeah. you know what I mean? The reason I like this He's movie... behind you! Exactly. The reason <laughs> I like this movie is because at no point in the movie did you shout, why would you do that? All right, quite, okay. quite the opposite you something would happen the characters would react and you would go good good that's what i would have done do you know so what i mean wa- so it wasn't contrived it's not contrived in any way it's actually right, okay. quite organic a um, really good movie you should go you should go and watch it mate. Ah, you should okay. go and watch it um nice. so so i mean i know you're not a huge fan of those sort of thriller horror sort of stalker ones but it is quite good um no i don't i don't mind don't mind stuff like that so i've got i've got some non-tv film sort of uh moving forward stuff to talk about if you'd like oh, to if you'd like to indulge me <gasps> oh are we getting to the tease from the beginning of the we, show we are but i'm gonna oh. i'm gonna i've got one podcast recommendation and i've got right. two two so one album recommendation and one single recommendation if you'd like okay. should we start where do you, you want to start let's start podcast okay the podcast recommendation is i'm, I'm sure you know where this one's going um, but this is the video archive, um, right. Tarantino and Robert Avery's new podcast that they have just Ooh. released. Uh, and and the, the, all I will say is there is a reason why Tarantino is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. The reason why he is is because he is he himself loves film more than anybody. He yeah. he. And, and and we we obviously talk about this most, but I think that is what makes him the best is yeah. his knowledge of film is unbelievable, like yeah. unbelievable. And you hear him talking on this podcast, and he flippantly relates. He he can he he has a mind map of every director, actor, star, musician, and he'll go, oh, I've seen this guy, and this guy's in this movie, and he was really good in this movie, and this was this. Do you know what I mean? He's just yeah, like. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, I, I'm not trying to, you know, I think cognitive diversity is absolutely key in a lot of this stuff. Tarantino, I think he is in some way um, on, on, on the kind of neurotic, like, he, he is almost like too neurotic about these movies. Like, he's too into this sort of stuff. And you know, there's, I think he's probably on the spectrum in some way, shape or form. But yeah. he is a, he, he, he harnesses his ability to just like really tap into his emotions and really go no i i like this guy and he gets over enthusiastic about things and stuff and you kind of like you want to indulge him on it like so yeah. often the voice like like the voice on it clips because he gets so excited about something and he has to like he trips over himself trying to say it because he just is so unashamedly obsessed with mo- with um with movies yeah. but robert avery who's his co- co-host on the show is also fantastic because he owned a-, a video shop called the video archives in manhattan beach california that they used to go to when they were younger and so this is them exploring some of the kind of more 70s 60s pulp movies that they used to watch together and why they liked them and why they were good 
Hood and what it meant to the both of them. I've just listened to them talk explicitly about Moonraker, which is a brilliant episode and just really really great to listen to so if you if you want a new podcast and you want to listen to things about i'm definitely definitely gonna check that out oh mate you would love it it's 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 wonderful and it's just great to sit and listen you know like we talk about tarantino how he was in leicester square and he took himself to go and see transformers because he had a spare afternoon like you know that i i love that because he he leaves all of the the snobbery and that and and that at home he leaves pretension at home he goes no i know michael bay i know he's a good dude i want to see his art do you like, like just wonder just like his like his honesty and his integrity to cinema and and his he he leaves any bias or prejudice at the door he goes this is what i want i I love that i just love that about him yeah Um, absolutely now if he could stop strangling women in his movies that'd be great yeah exactly (laughs) and then and then putting their feet um and then putting their 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 feet on the the, on the dashboard as well um so so i mean i'll tell you the the two others so so the first one the gorillas um they're coming back pretty strong if you remember the gorillas the kind of um is this a single is this a single or the album this is i think i think this is they've got a new single coming out or they've that's just that's just come out it's called cracker island um featuring thundercats it's a good single actually i think there's an out there's an album coming out pretty soon um for it for this so they did a they did an, an ep called meanwhile um where they had a few sort of songs they had like jimmy jimmy featuring aj tracy deja vu um meanwhile so featuring Jelena blackman I, I i like they're they're really like it's such a kind of um a, almost like you know damien alburn who 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 is you know largely famous for a lot of the stuff he, he did a, he did a fair amount with for um for blur obviously as well so a huge amount of like gorillas blur that kind of vibe for all these sort of right okay. but, but like i'm a big fan of the gorillas the gorillas i get i guess have just been like a constant throughout a lot of um you know just like sort of they're a mainstream staple for a lot of alternative techno-y sort of vibe media but it's always been relatable to the 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 everyday audience members so a gorilla's song you know you'll you'll be able to watch that like how many times have you seen gorilla's music in movies and tvs like it's just it's always there and and i just think gorillas are just a great a great band they're very very pulpy they're very they don't take themselves too seriously it's a huge a huge experimental platform for new and upcoming artists to feature in gorillas music as well which is what i really like yeah um, that's cool so so i'm a big fan of that and crack round's really good never heard thundercat before but thundercat are are are, are the, i don't know if it's a person or a band but they're featuring in it. it's a good it's a good song it's a good song cool but but the last thing i'll talk about which i cannot talk about enough um, right. But I'm also a little bit frustrated because I can't get tickets to see them. Is Paolo Nettini's new album, which is what I thought. Oh, is yeah, you have with... mentioned you have mentioned me, but that is not what I was thinking of. Oh, I was thinking okay. of something else. So okay. I've got I've got a little I've got a little extra thing for after this. Fantastic. Well, what I would say is uh Paolo Nettini has released his new album, which is 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 basically it's a long album. Um it's called uh Last uh, Last Night in the Bittersweet. Um, and he's kind of like been teasing some of these songs out. There's a couple of there's a couple of singles on this. Um, one called "Through the Echoes," "Acidized Radio." This is not your Jenny, don't be hasty style. 
um, you know, you know, sunny side up, dare I see even some of the, 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 the caustic love. This is a very self-indulgent album. This is a very slow tempered album. There's a beautiful song. It's the last track called the writer, which is a, almost like a Burns poem. And it's just him and his acoustic guitar singing. And he sings with a deep Scottish accent. Um, you know, there's, there, this, this is a love album. This is, this is an album designed for for almost like he's got songs called Julianne, songs called Abigail, Petrified in Love. You know, I wonder this is this is a sort of it's so folky um and, and soul and ballady as opposed to like his 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 normal sort of stuff. Um and my God, is it like it, it it's it's so deep and so well designed like the songs the reason why i know it's good is because the songs on it sound simple but they're actually incredibly complex songs do you, do, do you know like any, anyone who um i'm trying to think who, who, who an example of that where like they it sounds you know you're like oh i could play this i could do this and then you try and play it and you're like fuck this is really deep and complex and that you know like the chord structures and the way in which this the, the song like evolves and progresses and grows like there's some yeah. some amazing examples like through the echoes and julianne are, are two songs that like I, i'll be honest mate heads up like they're probably gonna feature our wedding because i love them so oh, fucking much they're oh, be- beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beautiful piece of music um so last night in the bittersweet i cannot recommend oh. that as an album enough it, it's it's you know it's the same way that like i loved random access memories like it was different yeah. to what daft punk did usually it was different but I like that. I like Daft Punk doing that kind of stuff more. I, yeah. I've I've always liked Paolo Nettini, but I've wanted him to do more of this, which is what I know normal Paolo Nettini fans don't like of, him, right, of okay. an art. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's, yeah, he's sure. appealing to the, I guess the people who were on the sidelines for him for quite a while. And right, now okay. I've kind of went from being, oh, he's pretty good to being, you know, no, this dude's all over it. Anyway, sorry. Oh, fantastic. That's, that's well, I mean, impossible to top that recommendation, but when you were when you teed up um old artists new stuff yeah i thought you were talking about mr robbie williams oh what has robbie williams done something has robbie he? will robbie mr robbie williams is releasing a new album called xxv or 25 if you okay if you're, if you're feeling smart and it looks to be a big old compilation of old stuff and new stuff there's 29 there's 29 tracks oh my goodness i've got to look at this is it is it released is it yet it's not released yet. It's an upcoming album, but there's four tracks that have been released so far. One of them is Angels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is it Eterni- like a new version Eternity. of Angels? Yeah. Road to Et- Mandalay. I love yeah. Eternity, Road to Mandalay. And Lost. What's Lost? Well, Lost, I think, is a new one because I've not, uh, I'd not heard it before, but then I'm not as familiar with robert robbie williams's back catalog as you are but i was listening but i was listening to it and it's definitely a re-record it's not a remaster oh um, that's and it's great it's orchestral it's choral it's like yeah it's 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 enormous it it's, sounds, uh, it's absolutely enormous I'm looking at this so, so i am such a fan of robbie i mean this is a greatest yeah. hits but like a re-recording of a lot of these great hits so so you yeah. let me entertain you classic song come undone i mean escapology was his best album i think that and right. um yeah a- a- escapology and maybe a little bit of swing when you're winning but escapology so you've got from escapology you've got come undone road to mandalay i think was escapology definitely um what was the other one on this um hot fudge i loved hot fudge that was an escapology song 
But God, you've got, yeah, Better Man, Thoughtsis, one of the into science. Angels are Beethoven AI. God, what is that? Um, yeah, no idea what that's going to be. <laughs> but then but I, would, I, would, I would say, like, so Tripping Bodies Candy are newer versions of him, Robbie Williams. Then you've got the old stuff. So, like, Millennium, Let Me Entertain You, No Regrets. She's the one. This is, yeah. like, a best. This is, this is his best hit. Kids as well. God, I wonder if Kylie Minogue's come back for that. Yeah, but it's all, but it's all. It's all re-recorded with, with like with much much thicker orchestrations. It seems like God. I've got to listen to this. I this is I like this. I feel I feel like it's embarrassing to say that you like Robbie Williams, but it's I really. No. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I like Robbie Williams as well. There he is, bloody good. We were actually yeah. chatting about Robbie Williams the other night because we were walking along the South Bank, and I was like watching Bridget Jones when I was younger because my mum had it on DVD and listening to um trying to be misunderstood yeah, yeah that's not doing any good that's not on this album love the way you sound to me that's a great song but i just always just oh that, that kind of like south london 90s yeah, early yeah. 2000s vibe all of Robbie Williams in there get on him this is great yeah well enjoy this. that i mean i will well what do they got to do now well now they got to get themselves onto the apple podcast app find us on there give us a cheeky little five get star it rating. on get if in please if you please if you please uh you can also leave us a cheeky little review on there if you don't want to review the show you can tell us your favorite movie your favorite movie soundtrack we love to see read and hear all of it uh you can find us on all the platforms you like to listen Alex, to I've podcasts on. The entirety of this show. Oh my god! No, you haven't. You just no. That was just tacti- tactically put. Down. That was very convincing though, and I nearly had a heart attack. What, what did you think, Alex? Say what you thought. What did you think? Sorry, I just cut you off. I was getting bored. No, I just, I, 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 it was just shock. There were no, what, what, there were what no. What happened? What happened? Nobody else knew what happened just there. Oh, right, no, no. You, 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 you pulled your, you pulled your shorts down just a little, <laughs> just a little bit while you were standing up <laughs> to make it look like you were bollock naked. Yeah, because I'm not wearing a top this episode. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I, I think the topless episodes are good. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but the the quality is increased Improved, exponentially. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was another Scrubs quote. Like you know when Turk phones JD and he goes, "Are you naked?" He goes, "Yeah." How did you know? Because you're always your voice is always a little bit higher over the phone. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, we also have an email address if you want to get more directly in touch with us. That is motionspod at gmail We're on Instagram. Thank you very much for KTC Graphic Design for the wonderful artwork. Next week, what are we doing? Oh, uh, not nope. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> or you're not going to get around to nope. Are we, we, are we going to go to the cinema? Are we going to be? We're going to be able to record next week. Are we going to be back, or are we going to have to miss next? Because no. I hear, like, I, I guess, like, you know, we've noticed we probably missed a couple of weeks, and I think up and coming over the next couple of months, there's going to be a few weeks where we might have to sort of yeah, skip a few gaps, a few gaps here and there. But um, we'll do our very, very best. I think we're going to be able. Oh yeah, to you're do up in Scotland, but you're going to bring. Yeah, your I'm going to take my stuff. Yeah. Um, do we, I'm sure we mentioned a film that we wanted to do just recently. Uh, hey, look, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. We will. Right. I'm just going to try and find how to end this so that it's a bit of a slick ending, but I've, I've, I inadvertently, um, it's now not that up, bollocks yeah. that up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening to the show. We will speak to you again soon, but until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. Ta ta.